Welcome to the Nested Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kelsey Alford. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner and owner of Nested Sleep. This podcast is all about bringing you evidence-based parenting that you can use today. I'm excited to have you here on your parenting journey. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Nested Parent. I'm your host, Kelsey Alford, and I'm here today with Carrie Thayer. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to chat about combating mom guilt around the holiday season, especially. Carrie is a licensed marriage and family therapist, parent coach, wife, and mom. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kelsey, for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and and what got you started in this field. Sure. So I'm Carrie. I am 42. I'm a California native, and I've lived in the Pacific Northwest for 10 years. And I've got two boys and a husband and a private practice. And what originally got me into um, psychology and therapy was just my own childhood <laughs> and life and and going to therapy myself and realizing it was something I was really passionate about doing and then I I worked with all kinds of people and genres and found that working with women and moms was really my heart and so I've been working exclusively with women for the last 10 years man that goes by quick I'm like 10 years <laughs> I'm like yeah <laughs> We met what? Well, so we've we've known each other for about five, six years now, something like that. So that's yeah. super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wow, you're connecting with so yeah. many, so many people, <laughs> connecting with so many people. Um, mm-hmm. So, what are some of the the newer things that you have been learning around mom guilt? And you know, has this been something that has been going on like forever or is this like a newer thing with like that's changed and evolved with social media tell us a little bit about how mom got come into play yeah so i mean like i said the last 10 years i've been working exclusively with women and it was a theme that was popping up a lot in clients um this idea of i'm not a good mom because xyz and so processing that with them helping them to see like, whoa, 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 what is actually a good mom? Like, where are you getting that that from originally? And so I started working more with clients, helping them change their thoughts, helping them identify that negative thought loop. Um, maybe you've heard that phrase. Yeah. And just kind of deconstructing and rewriting the narrative in their head about what motherhood is and you know, we all bring expectations into motherhood about how we think we're going to show up, how our kids, we think our kids are going to turn out or the relationship and connection we're going to have. If you're a girl mom, you think like, oh, we're going to do tea parties and we're going to, you know, go to the nail salon. But then you have a girl that's not into that stuff. And like, what does that say about you as a mom? And you have all these feelings and expectations to process. And so it's led me more and more talking on my corner of the internet about mom guilt and just how to combat that and how to address it. 
Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, you're not necessarily trying to make it completely go away. Like that's pretty Mm -hmm. much possible to do, but uh, identifying where it's coming from, it sounds like is, is really one of the first steps of it. Definitely. And, and I think we think things that we're not really even aware that we're thinking. Awareness is a huge piece to it. Just understanding that, hey, throughout the day, what does it sound like in your mind? Is it a nice place to hang out and be? Is it a really critical, judgmental place that you don't like to be, but you're stuck there because it's your own head? So really doing the work to, to first listen, like what's going on in my head? What do my thoughts sound like? And then we know where to go from there. Yeah. And I loved if you could give like, there was an example um, from from one of your courses that you were talking about, like the thought dialogue, even when like we first wake up in the morning. And so like, how does those, those trail of thoughts, like how does that play a role that it's like many different moving parts like that? Yeah. The, I think you're referring to the beginning of one of my courses. It, it kind of walks through a day in a life of mom guilt. And it's like before your feet even hit the ground, you're like, oh, I was supposed to wake up early and work out. <laughs> and I I haven't done that in two months. And I said, <laughs> do it every day. And, um, and then you get on social media and you see that somebody has, you know, organized their closet or they're a minimalist now and they've decluttered everything. And you're like, oh, I've been meaning to do that. I haven't done that. And slowly but surely as the morning progresses, you just start to feel more and more weighted down by all these expectations that either you have for yourself or the world has leads you to feeling more isolated, more lonely. And then we get snippy. You know, it's 9am and you're like, don't touch me, leave me alone. (laughs) Mommy needs a break. And it's just the the mental load of these expectations that we have that we don't know what to do with. And we just kind of push through. Now, do you think, because, you know, I heard what you said about, you know, okay, you you haven't even gotten out of bed and then you pick up your phone and you see these Mm -hmm. spiral things that like, maybe you feel like you should be doing. Do you think that there's a, a healthy relationship we can have as moms with social media? Like, what do you think and that's a big question, right? <laughs> but yeah. um, like, what do you think a positive relationship would look like? Ooh, that's a great question. One that I myself, I'm still working. I'm still working. <laughs> yeah, as I, you know, part of my business is to be on social media, and the temptation is so big to compare and doom scroll. I had a client say doom scroll the other day, and I'm like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> but. In terms of a healthy relationship, I think just like anything, if you can identify what is the purpose behind it, is the purpose to document my life with my kids, then that feels lighthearted. That feels like, okay, when I get on social media, I'm posting pics about my kids or I'm posting a funny video. If the purpose behind social media is to gather wisdom and inspiration, then only follow those accounts. Don't follow anybody that makes you feel like you're not doing enough. So I think once you know the purpose behind your social media, that will then lead you to who do you follow, the amount of time you're spending on it. Um, I've had seasons in my life where I am just checking my messages and my DMs 
And then I'm turning it off because it is an overwhelming hot mess of a place. And then I've had other seasons where I'm so inspired by what everyone is posting and and there's true connection. So I think it's just acknowledging that it's going to look different in each season and and just pivoting to how is it meeting your needs and is it working for you? If it's not working for you, then take a break from it. But identifying the purpose of it, I think would be my best advice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And and continuing to circle back, right? Because like you said, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. be overwhelming and overstimulating right now and bringing on a lot of guilt in one season, but then feel okay and uplifting exactly. another time. You, for example, you might be so inspired to like bake sourdough and you're just like, I'm going to follow every sourdough account. And very quickly that spirals into... I need to make all of my own bread because of the GMOs. And now, and now you've just created this huge burden for yourself. <laughs> make all of your own bread when it started out as more of a fun passion project. So it's being able to, to pivot when things go dark. <laughs> yes. And awareness, recognition, that's right. always good. <laughs> just down with yourself. Is this where I want to be? Maybe just right. about one or two bread makers. <laughs> <laughs> The algorithm will find you. You don't need to follow everything. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. So getting into holiday season, this can, I think, especially bring up a lot of guilt because, you know, maybe you're trying to either do things how you had it as a child or do things very differently than you had it as a child. And seeing all these different potential traditions that you could be doing on social media and things like that. So what do you think are some tangible tips that we can give moms around the holiday season to be able to enjoy it and not feel overwhelmed by it? Yeah. So a tangible tip would be to first be intentional about what you want the season to look like and not looking to anyone else to make those decisions for you, but to really go inward and and check in with yourself. Look at the season of life you're in. Um, If you've got a newborn and a two-year-old, maybe doing gingerbread houses isn't the best thing for you. Not needed. (laughs) I have a five and an eight-year-old and my friend put it together and I was on board with that. But in other seasons of motherhood, that's not going to work. So being intentional about what season am I in what is actually going to be life-giving to me as a mom and my kids? You know your kids best. If going to look at Christmas lights is going to fill them up the most, do that stuff. It's free. Go do that. If doing crafts or going to the nutcracker or whatever is not really their jam, then eliminate that as an option. That's just not for you in this season. So be intentional. I, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense in that, you know, if you look at your local mom blogs or follow certain local things and you're like, okay, there's this list of like 50 events going on and you're like, we're going to dive in and like do a lot of them. But then you're like, well, my kids hate being cold. So like maybe ice skating is like not the <laughs> choice. But yeah, okay. So be intentional. Maybe, you know, choose like your most important things versus feeling like you need to. Yeah. And then, so another one would be involve your partner. So if you have a spouse, get their feedback 
because especially if you have a husband, men tend to be really chill about these kinds of things. And so we take on the burden as wives and women to be the memory makers and the the cruise directors. And if we were to simply ask our partner, hey, what do you think about this? Or do you think that would work for our family? Or do you think our kid would like that? Really value their feedback because it it just helps lighten the load. Yeah, that makes complete sense to not take it all on yourself. And, right. and yeah, they might, you know, have a great tip bill, but being like, no, they they used to like, but that was definitely yesterday. And today right. I not in. <laughs> right, right. And then quality over quantity. So busyness and activities and making the memories through stuff and activities and, and trips doesn't equate love and connection. So it's not about how much you do. It's about the quality of what you're doing. Be open to being led by your kid and your family about what you do this Christmas. So you might have these ideas about the things that you need to do. And maybe just the other night, one of my boys was like, can we watch this Christmas movie? And I originally would save that for like Christmas Eve and I would have this build up to it. And I said, yeah, let's go do it. And it was like November 30th. It was, you know, we didn't even have like the Christmas tree up yet. So being led by your child, recognizing that the quality is more important than the quantity of the activities and the holiday stuff. I like that. And, you know, especially as your kids are getting older, right? Like how old are your boys now? Five and eight. Yeah, five and eight. So they're going to have new ideas to bring in too. And so I think we have this sometimes preconceived notion of like, these are these are our family traditions. Like these are what we're going to do. But to your point, like everyone gets to have a say, you know, and, and have bring different things to the table to make it wonderful for everyone. Yeah. And then doing the mindset work every day. And so all that means, I know that can sound intimidating, but all that means is we're just checking in with ourselves, and we're, we're kind of digging around to see what feels heavy, what feels like a burden right now. And you're going to explore and then just challenge those thoughts. Like if, if you have in your mind a certain thing that you have to accomplish this holiday season, and it's starting to feel more and more like a burden, um, checking in with yourself and doing the mindset work is just saying, can I let that go? Can I still have a lot of cheer and joy this holiday season if I let that go? If not, okay, then how can I make this less of a burden? Who can I bring in? Um, so it's just really checking in with yourself first um, and doing that mindset work every day so that things aren't accumulating in your brain. And then you have a mini mental breakdown at the mall waiting for Santa. <laughs> Right. You're like, it's going to come out some way, right? right. Like, it's it's exactly. going to exit your rod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how, when you say like check in, do you recommend like journaling or mm-hmm. just like, you know, having a quiet moment to yourself? What, what mm-hmm. do you can look like? I think it's going to look different for everyone. For some, they might be able to just stop themselves and go, okay, that is starting to feel heavy. That's starting to feel stressful. And they can do those mental gymnastics in their head. Other people might need to write it down. Other people might need to create space and time in their day. So whether that's locking yourself in the bathroom for five minutes and taking stock of what's happening or um, asking help from your partner, hey, I need 30 minutes every morning. So 
I think you just have to know yourself and know how you're wired and what's going to work best for you. Yeah, because I think there's a variety of ways, but I like your point of making an intentional habit happen every day because, you know, just checking in once during the whole holiday season is probably going to cut it, you know, going to feel overwhelmed at different points and and not at others. So I like that daily check in. Always like, I love habit stacking too. Like, but when you're used to doing something else, it's like, okay, well, I'm doing my, putting my makeup on or putting my, you know, lotion on, like, let me have an intentional moment and think about, think about this. I do all of my self-reflection when I'm driving around with my kids. It seems to be the only time that they zone out and just look out the window. And so that's really a great time for me to take stock of what the heck is happening in here. Because when we get out of the car, it's like, go, go, go. So you'll find moments if you look for them um, that will work within your day. I love that. You'll find moments if you look for them. That's so true. Okay. So if people are like feeling that, okay, I had a hard time, you know, getting through the holiday season, it's towards the end of December, getting into January, and people are doing those check ins, but realizing that they're having a lot of guilt that's coming up for that. What do you think is the, you know, some next steps to go deeper into that? Yeah. Some next steps, I would say, if you're not in therapy, is find a therapist. Find somebody that you can process that with. And therapy just creates a space, a really intentional space to learn how to understand what's happening within you and then give you tools. Getting with your partner and sharing that you're struggling it sounds really simple, but we we keep it inside of ourselves because part of the guilt and shame of motherhood is I should be able to handle this. I I should want to be with my kids all day. I should love organizing and minimalism. I should be giving and present <laughs> all the time as a mom. Like these are things that we think and we take on, but when we say them out loud to another person, be it a therapist or your husband, they're like, no, no. You you shouldn't. <laughs> Those are not normal thoughts. So um, yeah, sharing the burden, I think, not keeping it to yourself. That's really important. So with some of your newer work um, with Wired for Wellbeing, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that and can find over there. Yeah, Wired for Wellbeing is a wonderful parenting platform. Um, lots of licensed therapists and professionals that are putting out really high quality courses on regulation. Mine is on self-talk and mom guilt. We've got a holiday guide on how to prep for your family visit if your family is difficult to to see and to deal with. But the latest work I've been doing is centered around self-talk and helping moms get unstuck from the shame spiral um, and walking, really walking them through the process of what I do with my private practice clients of identifying toxic beliefs and thoughts, connecting them to core beliefs that they have about themselves okay. that have come from childhood and family dynamics, and then rewriting the script where you're an adult now and you get to choose what is working for you and what is not. And if you identify beliefs that you don't want anymore, well, let's come up with some new beliefs and some new language to stop the spiral. So that's my new my newest work with them. 
I love that. Uh, yeah, that's it's not just a one-time thing like rewriting that script, right? That's uh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it takes more than just you know an affirmation like on a bathroom mirror, which I still have, <laughs> but it takes more intentionality and um, more skills to really change the narrative and rewrite the script. So good, such good work. Thank you for for coming up with that and working on that. Ah. <laughs> So with all of this work you've done, you know, working with moms, working with women for so long now, you obviously started this before you even became a mom. And so how has becoming a mom like changed the way the way you work and changed what yeah. you do? Well, on a really practical, silly level, it gives me a way to get away from my kids for a little bit. <laughs> and I, I don't think I appreciated that before I became a mom, but work truly feels like a vacation sometimes. It feels like I get to speak to other adults and yeah. use big words and use my brain. And so I love it for that reason. It just, it helps me stay me in the midst of, you know, making chicken nuggets in the air fryer and <laughs> my 24 seven gig. But so work is an escape, but I also, I mean, I have the honor of meeting with a lot of women and hearing their stories and it helps me in my own motherhood journey of identifying where I'm struggling with. And um, it just helps me in my own motherhood as I walk with other women. Um, we all have the same struggles. We all have the same things that we're thinking. But when we say them out loud, it's really freeing. So it helps me tremendously as a mom. Yeah, I find that that's so true. You know, even if it's not specific on the sleep front, and, you know, I do positive discipline too. And it's like, yeah, I'm not just like presenting all of this perfectness into the world. Like that's not what's happening over here. <laughs> so it is just it's to have those real conversations. Um, and yeah, what a blessing that we get to, you know, have this work that we do, and be able to have that space to value when we come back to our kids. Um, I definitely talk about identity a ton in coming into parenthood. And I think, you know, like you said, you, you have this identity as as a counselor, and then have this identity as a mom, and they both help each other in so many ways. I've got lots of real and practical stories from motherhood. <laughs> we'll just make anyone feel normal and heard. <laughs> I love that. That's very fun. Everyone should follow Carrie on social media. If you're not, it's uh, a good time. Uh, and no, it really, it's, I think that it's important to show people real life, right? Because we're all, we all have these, it all presents in different ways for us all, obviously, but, um, and we all have, you know, highs and lows seasons, but, but it's, it's good to see other people are, are walking the road with you, right? Yeah. So how can people find you and what other information do you have on anything upcoming coming your way? Yeah. So uh, you can find me, Air underscore on Instagram. And uh, my website is just Um, I do in-person and virtual clients, private practice clients. And then Wired for Wellbeing, check out that great parenting platform. There's lots of courses and experts um, including my mom guilt self-talk course and the holiday guide. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope your holiday season is wonderful. This is going to be 
great for so many moms to check out over the next couple of weeks. So thank you so much for coming on today. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Nested Parent Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and follow along wherever you listen to podcasts. If this or a past episode resonated with you, I would love for you to leave a review to help grow this parenting community. Hope to see you next time.